Welcome to Topple Uncaged. I'm Steve Topple and you're locked on to the UK's hottest politics and music podcast. Each week, I bring you the rawest takes on the big stories making the news, always joined by a very special guest. Then, I pleasure your mind, body and soul with the freshest, most banging international music going. Uncaged. My guest on today's show is going to be a musical star. Trust me when I say that. She is going to blow up this year. She has gorgeous, sultry, effortless vocals, this brilliant ability to do complex rhyming patterns, and searingly honest, powerful, and completely moving at times lyrics as well. All of these things combined are things of absolute beauty. She is signed to one of the most groundbreaking record labels in the business. I do think she's going to absolutely blow up, and her latest single is absolutely stunning. It is a masterpiece, but we will talk about that later. I'm very excited to have on this edition of the podcast, Leela Ik. Leela, thank you so much for coming on. It's a real treat for me to have you on because, like I said, I think I think yeah, you're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. The pleasure is mine also, trust me. Ah, you're too kind. Thank you for coming on. Your musical journey into the the industry and the point we're at now is great. I love it. I was reading up on you and you started off sort of singing and freestyling at school where you were were called the class clown, but that was kind of in a nice way, wasn't it? It was a compliment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was just the person that everybody would look to for entertainment, you know? I love that. I think it's great. Then you were freestyling. You wrote the graduation song for your school. Then you moved on to university where you started doing open mic nights. And you just kind of, you hooked up with a couple of couple of artists called um, Kabaka Pyramid and Protégé, um, just, just as you do. Yeah. And you did some tracks with Protégé and then you eventually signed to his label, which we're going to talk about later. But your debut single was Biggest Fan. Now, I mean, the track itself is absolutely absolutely gorgeous it's this kind of roots dub um mashup almost if you like and it's a brilliant track it shows off brilliantly your effortless vocals which kind of just glide over glide over the backing singers and the dub synths and the whole reggae vibe it's it's a stunning track it's beautifully done and it was it was a tribute to your mother now this bit of your story is fascinating i'm really interested by this because your mother didn't approve of you becoming a musician at first but the song is about the fact she ended up being your your biggest fan what's what was the deal with your mother what were her concerns at first about you getting into the music industry i uh, you know like any parent they want to be able that yeah you know, they want to be to be in control for as long as they can be you know so I was going to university at the time, basically fairly new to university. I, it was probably my second year, first semester. And, you know, things started to get difficult as it relates to, like, the, fin- the financial obligation. So I decided I was going to stop school for a bit and get a job. And the job I got was in Kingston. 
So I moved, I decided I wanted to move to Kingston and spoke to her about it. And she was like, you know, okay, cool. I guess that's okay. Until the day when it was actually time for me to move. She was like, no, what am I doing? I don't even know town. And, you know, it was just a very rough period Mm. because I literally had to just take my stuff and go, you know. And then she didn't know that I was pursuing music like taking it seriously she had she had like an idea because she'd always see me on my computer she'd see me recording stuff within the house you know in my little setup my laptop and a headset with a microphone on it but i guess she figured that you know me wanting to move that was also a part of it so she was saying you know you i know exactly why you want to go to kingston you want to go so you can go to the studio and you can't trust these people and you know, so it was just a pretty rough time. So when I moved, I knew that it was no coming back unless I really got my, you know, my shit together. Because she's really going to be, one, she's already concerned that I'm going off on my own. Two, she thinks that I'm basically just going because I have this little hobby that I want to, you know, keep up with and, you know, meet other people and such. But she was just telling me, oh, the, the world is a bigger and more serious place than you know my my room so when i moved i just really decided to take stuff musical stuff way more seriously and thank goodness you did get your shit together as you say because we're we're now at this point and so your your mum must be like over the moon that it all worked out then um because i mean it's fair enough that she had concerns obviously because a lot of parents when their children have musical talents can be quite pushy can't they and that was actually probably a good reflection on her that she maybe was cautious with you but i mean she must be she must be very pleased with what her little girl's done now because as i said in the you're signed to Protégé's Musical Family Indignation Collective um, and you are doing fantastic stuff on there. I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant label and it, it's so groundbreaking it's, its approach to not only music but the way it it's looks after and um, nurtures its artists. And Protégé is just um, absolutely stunning. I mean, he's such a fantastic artist. Um, friend of the show, had him on a few months ago. Grammy-nominated Protégé, I should add. Yeah. Um, and he's just brilliant I mean what's it like it must be the best like musical environment to be working in working with him and his crew surely yeah it definitely is I feel blessed you know to be a part of a team like that a team that's very accurate as it relates to getting stuff done and getting stuff organized a team that is just as excited about music as, as I am and also dedicated to the growth of my career, you know, it's not just about, you know, making money. They're really looking for, you know, the catalogue and the quality of music that I put out to grow and and be one that, you know, people can look at and say, yo, this is some great body of work. So um, aside from all of the business um, aspects of it, I also have like a front row seat in, you know, the life of a legend. I get to watch him do his work. I get to 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 hear about his muses. I get to just experience real hard work, you know, and also a very pure man, somebody that's that's probably one of the best men that I've ever met, you know. And also I'm also shadowing him musically. So it's it's a plus in all angles and I'm very thankful for his support. 
It must be amazing. I mean, when I interviewed him, he's 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 so humble and very kind of quietly spoken. It's not what what yeah, I man. what I expected at all. It was it was fascinating talking to him, be able to spend that time sort of picking his brains almost. I mean, and and as you said, I mean, it's, it it must it must be musically enriching. But you're quite um again, I'm fascinated by the way you actually make music because I I read that you do a lot of your vocals almost spontaneously spontaneously when you record and I, I suppose you could say that's partly freestyling is that correct you do that literally record your vocals spontaneously no no sort of preparation of sorts at all yeah 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 most times it's definitely like that because I get inspired in like the weirdest most random <laughs> way you know do tell I'll just go be on driving I'll just be I'll, I'll probably just be driving and somebody's trying to cross the road and you know they probably say something or, or make a particular gesture and it resonates with me in a way where yo that's that's not even me telling myself like yo write a song about that but more like a song just coming about so it's a similar thing when I hear a rhythm that I really like I'm my first my first instinct is not to yo go pop out your phone and start writing it's more like yo let me sing I just want to sing. I love this this beat so much. I just want to sing. And whether it's just, you know, fondling around the melodies or actual words come out, that's usually where a song begins for me. Sometimes the song comes all the way, which is like the best times for me personally. Little to no, no effort in, in my thoughts. It's just all natural and divine. And then you have times when I'll get the whole vibe of how the one the, the song to, you know how I want the song to feel how I want the melodies to go and then you know I play around with it for days after just working out you know the words I love that. That's great. And it's, it, it's it, all the artists I speak to, some of the best ones are the one where it's just, it's, it's natural when it comes to yeah. songwriting and, and taking inspiration from what they, what they see around them. It's absolutely fascinating. You write like that. I love it. And you are, I mean, you're a brilliant freestyler. There was this absolutely fire moment that you did a couple of years ago. I, I said you off air and I'm going to say it again because it's just brilliant, brilliant freestyle for a toddler tea, um, BBC one <laughs> yeah. extra D. DJ who was over in Jamaica. Um, I'll put the link to it in the show notes because it's absolutely stunning. It's brilliant. And you, you were there with um, another friend of the show, Black Hero, who I had on a few weeks ago. He's absolutely brilliant. I mean, Immortal Stepper is just this fantastic, fantastic project he's done. But um, he was there as well. Just yeah. this brilliant freestyle. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's just absolutely brilliant. And moreover, more brilliance is of course your new track, Where I'm Coming From. I was, I was. This was released on 14th of June, which was last friday i was busy at the sort of end of next week but i sat down on sunday night and listened to dave rodigan's show on one extra as i always do and he of course dropped your new track where i'm coming from and i was just like wow this is absolutely brilliant yeah. i can't wait to speak to her about it because it it's a stunning track musically it's absolutely fascinating it's this brilliant mix of reggae kind of sensibilities with some trap thrown in and and then elements of soul as well because you've got so you've got reggae you've got the bubble pattern kind of tapping away in the background and then you've got elements of trap with the synths that come in and out and the use of kind of the the snare and the hi-hats and the cymbals um which gives it that real kind of it's 
called drill in the UK. Um, that's the kind of that's a subgenre of trap. Um, but it's so it's got that trappy feel, and then the vocals, especially the backing vocals, are almost sort of soul and gospel like in their quality and their arrangement. It's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant musical production. It's absolutely stunning, and your voice again is effortless on it. You you have this real. It's, you have a wonderful quality in your voice. It is. It's effortless, um, and it, it, you can imagine if if you sort of picture you singing, it just literally comes out of your mouth. It's brilliant. There's no. It, it, it feels like, as you say. I mean, if you're doing it spontaneously, it feels and sounds spontaneous when you're doing it. You, you have this. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful, wonderful talent you have. Um, and as I say, it's this brilliant mix of all different genres. I mean, so this kind of mashing up of styles, as it were, is is yeah. that eclecticism? Is that coming from you? Are you are you sort of mainly reggae, or are you really musically diverse when it comes to your own tastes? And again, what music influences you? Yeah, personally, you know, um, reggae for sure is like my very first love. That's the music I was exposed to when I was small. You know, that's the music my mom plays around the house all the time. So it it gives me a very nostalgic feel whenever I do music. It takes me back to just some really good times. But when I first fell in love with reggae music, I fell in love with music in general. I fell in love with songs. I fell in love with, you know, I've, I've always been drawn to artists that have a specific sound, you know, like a tenor saw, a tenor saw, a garnet silk, um, just artists with like something different because you, you you know out of every generation and era of music, you have a particular artist that is almost always mimicked. You know, like other artists are influenced by like all Bob Marley. A lot of artists from that time was singing within the same line and energy that he was coming from, which nothing is wrong with. But it's just extremely exciting for me when I hear, you know, just distinctive voices and sounds. So I began to just, you know, research, do my own stuff, like check out different music, go on all sorts of um, pages on YouTube and check out all sorts of music and, you know, try to sing. I remember one time I was into opera. (laughs) I was really obsessed with it. So, you know, I used to just sing along to whatever records I'd find and, and I would always try to regify like tracks that I hear elsewhere. Did you? So, sorry, you would, did did you regify opera? <laughs> you know, I, you know, I can I I can vividly remember doing that. Like I just <laughs> watch it and say, okay, yo, I really love this vibe, and probably put it on a reggae beat, and you know, try singing that over a reggae beat. And I was like, yo. That's when I realized that reggae music is really foundational. You know, it's a, you can take a reggae song and do so much with it. It can be hip hop, it can be dance or whatever the case, you know, whereas it might be. I mean, it's all music. Everything is just one music. It's just different sounds. But yeah, I definitely love all sorts of genres. I was also heavily influenced by soul music. So, you know, like early souls like Celine Dion and, and Mariah Carey and and Monica and all of those girls, my Monica. mom would be playing them. You know? I loved Monica, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, my mom would be blasting that over the house <laughs> and we'd just be listening to it. And like my favorite singer of all times, like other than Garnet Silk, a female singer was always Toni Braxton. As read how, you know, her low register was one to just, yo, this girl is dope. You know, not a lot of people can do that, so... 
I guess in listening to so much music and, you know, trying to sound like other artists and mimicking other sounds, I actually developed my sound over time, which is kind of a brew of all of those vibes. And so when I make music, no, I try to just transcend it. Now, a track like where I'm coming from, I went to the studio to do a dub plate for Second Chance, and the guy at the studio played me that rhythm, and I was like, he's like, yo, I know you love one drop reggae kind of vibe, but trust me, yo, I can already hear you on this beat. And I was like, yo, let me hear it, and he played it for me, and as soon as the the, 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 the first kick drop, I was just like, yo, the bass line, everything was just really solid, and Right there and then I went in the booth and I was feeling it out and, you know, this song came about. That's I, I love the fact that you identify sort of Tony Braxton especially because you're, I mean, you're right, she did, she had sort of a voice of a generation really. I think she was quite... Trust un- me, her voice is special. Yeah, and her low range, that kind of alto kind of, um, yeah. sort of um, area she's sung in. And there are very few singers of sort of the past few decades which can match her, absolutely. I mean, she's, she's again, um, absolutely stunning. And of course, Mariah Carey, who is my idol, but that's for another show. Yeah, my mother loves... Loved Mariah Carey. Is it? <laughs> yeah, my mom loved her. She is a star. Um, she will come on this podcast eventually. Um, I, I, I'm determined to get her on. Anyway. Go on, go and grab yourself some liquid refreshment, be that a tea, coffee or anything else you like, because me and Leela will be back here in just a few seconds. Did you where i'm coming from it's it's kind of it's a song about your musical and personal journey to this point so you say that um a producer played you the rhythm um and you were like yeah yeah you're feeling that and you sort of went into the booth did you come up with the lyrics beforehand or was again was that something that you more freestyled how did the development of the lyrical content of where i'm coming from come about okay so the development of the lyrical content for that song the very first few bars Thankful for the blessings that are falling on my table. You know, that, I had that, that, that line for like a couple of years now. I remember the first time I visited London, um, I was doing like a feature with Becca Dudley for her show Deadly. And I remember I was free, I was singing my song at the time, Biggest Fan, and I wanted to do something else. And I remember those words came to me there and then. So when I was in the studio, I was like, yo, this, you know, I've always wanted to recreate that whole vibe. And so those first few words came about. But all the other lyrics, I'd say, come about while I was in there, except for the, um, the second, well, it would be the third verse. The, like, the second part of the second verse, when I was in studio with Protégé, he aided me in putting it together because... I had said, life of a queen in a Adisya concrete jungle, firm in a regime, no you're not going to see me stumble. Mama say no come out and mix a nutty bungle, see they know me just arise and some arise and some humble. The outer Christiana part, he gave me that. He's like, yo, you should actually say, you know, outer Christiana because that's where you're from and your people would actually love to hear you, you know, calling the, 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 the name of the place. So he gave me that part. And we just kind of, you know, fine-tune it there and then. But, yeah. 
That's fantastic. Again, I think it's a great, great backstory to it. And also, what you've what you've touched on there is the fact that your your lyrics, especially, are they're very conscious. I mean, as you talk you talk about the urban jungle, um, the, the where I'm coming from is about you coming from extremely humble beginnings to to get to this point now. And there's conscious elements throughout what you do. I mean, is is your your faith and your belief and value system is it the main drive? of your music is is that what sort of um, you center around um with regards to your writing yeah for sure um i grew up in a in a household that was you know my mother my mother was a christian that didn't necessarily go to go to church you know she her church was her music so she's always playing like conscious music around the house there would be gospel all the time like all the time throughout the entire week she'd always start off playing gospel it's it's almost like she was a selector you know she start off playing like a whole ton of gospel like some um all sort of gospel music and then you know she'd go off into reggae and whatnot but growing up in a household like that it was just me my mom and my two and my three other sisters she would also she would always encourage us that yo the central part of life and everything is is you know believing in Jesus because that's that you know that to her, that was her God that was her savior you know but for me personally growing up I I was always kind of like the, the the weirder of the bunch so I I would always like try and question everything so I'd go to Sunday school and I'd always be asking you know why like everybody so why did this happen and how come this happened and that didn't happen and it wasn't really connecting with me you know it never really made much sense to me but what i definitely held on to was the fact that there is definitely you know a supreme being there's definitely a bigger energy a bigger force of love and light that's guarding the entire entire universe and everybody i do believe everybody has a purpose you know i don't think i don't think everybody's going to fulfill their purpose because you know we were given choices so you can do whatever you want to do with your life but i feel when you're 100% connected to like a divine energy whatever it may be for you you know you'll definitely find that you know you're being led on a path where you feel a lot of fulfillment and you give a lot to people so when i make music i always especially because my mom has to listen to it and i know you know she's a very firm believer in god i always try to just ensure that i keep that content i keep that 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 energy so in all of my songs almost all of my songs i i always like give thanks you know in in biggest fan i remember making you know that 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 i remember stating that my mom said if music is what i really want then all i have to do is pray you know and and carry on so in this song more than anything i really wanted to just give thanks because as the song said where i'm coming from i'm coming from a very rough childhood you know i watched my mom go through a lot of things my sisters alike and you know being a single mom she had my my first sister she had her when she was like i think 17 or 16 so she fell out of high school and she didn't get to finish her studies and i see where that limit her in life a lot and she had to you know put her energy into a lot of other things to provide for us and it would get frustrating for her you know time after time being a single mom 
and she's always giving us like the best opportunity ever. You know, my sisters went to prep school. I went to university. She definitely tried her hardest, you know, for a young woman. So she's also one of my biggest inspirations. And I do believe that God definitely has been blessing my entire family. She's always saying, yo, anything she wants, she pray about it. And I legit watch, you know, I watch it. I watch it happen right in front of me, you know. And I personally do that within myself. I do believe and I do pray and I do give thanks and I do feel the presence of the most especially after learning more through reggae music i learned about rastafari and all of that which i feel way more connected to than you know other religions then you know i really try to just put that energy out i might not i, I might not deliberately say yo thanks to jesus or thanks to shiva or whoever you know, I don't really try and assign myself to a particular religion. I just believe in one main force and it has to be the highest force of all the forces, which is the most high, you know. So definitely. I think it's an absolutely brilliant way to look at life, um, definitely. And I, I think you, your message and, and what you're saying is going to reach a far larger audience if you, if you don't sort of consign yourself into necessarily talking about one specific religion or one specific faith. Um, and I, th- I think just that positivity and actually just sort of the messages of love and light and hope and what have you, I th- I, I, no, I think it's a brilliant attitude. And I think your mum sounds like an absolute legend. Um, no, I mean, not least from being an effective selector in your house playing gospel and Mariah Carey to what she did for you and your sisters. I mean, she sounds like a star, Leela. Um, she's she a- is. She is. She's a real. She's a real queen. You know, she's she's a real queen. I, I, I definitely have to give that to her. Of course, we've had you know very bad interactions now and then. You know, especially growing up and you know I'm becoming a woman now and I want to do things my way. And she's very, you know, hard-headed. She's she's just sticking to her beliefs and what she believes in and, 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 and whatever. But in just observing her as a woman and the sacrifices that she made, she you know, she made for us, I really have to respect her. And I just hope to be, you know, the way better woman that she, than she is, you know. Absolutely. And, I mean, speaking of women who are legends and stars, um, there is... You form part of what is this absolutely ex- really exciting and um, progressive movement of female artists that's coming out of the revival movement at the minute. I was chatting to, weeks ago now, I was chatting to Zia Benjamin um, about this and she, she sort of was saying that there's this growing movement of female artists sort of around the revival movement, but they, they are, it's a movement in its own right almost because of the fact that the way these artists, they're not competitive against each other there's no kind of um no one wants to be the the queen of the revival movement and they're working together and they're breaking down stereotypes and breaking down sort of almost the, the, some inbuilt misogyny that sometimes exists within the music industry and it's it's absolutely fascinating to see what's going on you've got you've got yourself obviously you've got coffee um you've got zia benjamin tara harrison Raina cole savannah all these excellent female artists which are coming alive and coming into their own now um do you think that was sort of um this is coming about because of some sort of it's almost divine timing or is the, is it just the <laughs> time do you, do you know what i mean though yeah yeah for sure 
I was just about to say the same thing. I personally do feel like it's 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 a divine intervention. Yeah. You know, the music business right now is heavily um, heavily dominated by males, and in anything in life, you do need balance. And you find that with the male, almost subconsciously, they always tap into their ego. So you find a lot of music mostly talking about who is the dopest MC, who can rhyme the most, who can fit the most syllable, who has the most chains and rings or whatever, rather than music catering for what's obviously happening in the world. Not that that's all, man, because we have brilliant uh, male musicians. But if we should look at the immediate market, especially here in Jamaica, the dancehall culture, in London, the, the, the grime culture, you know, you find that that's where it's at. Even in Africa, with the with the with the um, African, the whole emergence of Afrobeat, it's a lot of mostly yo. I'm out here and I'm stunting, you know. And fine, there's a time and place for everything. You do need a music. You do need um, music to uplift you, to make you feel good within yourself, to you know just feel a, a lot of positivity within yourself. And so I feel like the emergence right now with women. And also everybody has their own taste, has their own flavor and everything. So it's not like all of us are coming up and we're doing the same thing. Coffee is in a completely different lane than I am. You know, Naomi, her sound is completely different. Savannah is on a more soulful side of things. Zia Benjamin has an extremely like, I don't even know how to call it, but she has like an out of this world sound. And everybody has all of that to offer and in all of that packaged with consciousness and women showing that, hey, you know, there's a completely different way that you can uplift yourself. It's not about coming on camera in like the tightest tights and, you know, the most blingy and saying, oh, yo, this is what this guy has to do if he wants me. How about just saying about how beautiful it is to be a woman and how much you can inspire other young women and in that sense even inspire and uplift the men you know and right now I always kind of just observe my immediate surrounding I have three sisters you know and I would like to say that I'm probably the most conscious of the bunch and when I go back home and I visit my younger sisters who you know I used to be extremely close to me leaving out of the house, I realized that, you know, they're now into the new wave of stuff, which is fine because when I was young and growing up, I'd always be listening to whatever is hot. You know, I'm listening to all of the young artists and the new music and I'd be enjoying it. But I also consciously know that I can't really allow this to come into my psyche, you know, and I don't think they they have that opportunity because it's all coming at them so fast and they're it's almost like they, they aren't given a choice. So when you have a man saying, hey, you know, if you, I got, I got this flashy car over here. All you have to do is, you know, just bust it open for me and, you know, you can ride in my car. You're basically telling a young lady that, yo, she has to open her legs to feel like a woman. She has to open her legs for nice things to be done to her and for her. So I think we as young women who, we, we, we like personally, even our style, you know, even our style in clothing and fashion, it's not its not anything too revealing and it's not that we're over here trying to 
yo, let me just cover up because we need to represent a revival and we need to represent, quote unquote, the consciousness. It's really just our vibe. And even when we do look sexy, you still have to re- respect that, yo, these are some sexy, conscious women. Because I'd, I'd be in a short shorts and probably a tank top or whatever. But I'm still spitting facts. I'm still a very conscious lady. So I feel like all of this happening right now is really just to show people. It's just God working and showing people that, yo, it's a real, like, it's a new wave coming. When the revival came about, when Protege and Chronics and Jesse Ryle and Dre Allen and Janine came about, the music was, it was going down a very dark place, you know? We, the younger generation, would have had to be digging way back in the past, listening to Burning Spear, Bob Marley, Garnet Silk and all that, to keep up with consciousness. But now that we have, you know, these youths within our time and, era that we actually can go watch perform and have a conversation with them then you know that's an immediate inspiration right there to just think and and act differently and i can actually see that happening you know a lot more people are getting into yoga a lot more people are getting into meditation here in jamaica something that you probably couldn't talk to young people about 10 years ago so it's it's a really beautiful movement and being a part of it as a woman who eventually is going to have children, that's it's just a good thing to see. And we just have to, you know, keep up the work and keep it going. I could listen to you for hours. Absolutely fascinating insights. Um, and, <laughs> and you're spot on. It's, it's, it's very true. And it is, it's phenomenal to see. And it's, it is well overdue. And, 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 and I'm sure it's very exciting to be a part of that. I mean, it, just to wrap up, um, Leila, you've got i mean you've already been quite busy this year for the rest of 2019 i know you're touring the dates for all your tours with links to where people can get tickets will be in the show notes to this podcast what else have you got going on this year are we going i'm gonna have to ask i'm afraid are we going to have an ep coming up album (laughs) please Uh, you know i get that question so much (laughs) i definitely feel like it's due um Personally, I would just go straight to album probably next year, you know, release some more music singles because I feel like I need to kind of, you know, root myself more in, in, in people's meditation, you know, in their taste, in their vibe because I've only released four singles thus far. I, you know, there was Biggest Fan and people is like, okay, yo, she have a really nice sound, she can sing, but then I drop um, Gatti Gatti and that's like a whole different, you know, not a whole different, but, you know, a kind of different vibe. And then their second chance, and they're like, whoa, yo, you know, she's really good on these, these really old beats. And they know there's where I'm coming from. People is like, what? You know, this is a, this is a completely different spin. So I feel like right now at this stage in my career, it's more getting people familiar with my sound, uh, which happens to be a very versatile one. So, you know, putting a project together, I feel like I... I might just release some more singles for the rest of this year and then go straight to album or probably before the end of the year I'll just put an EP together but for me doing an album is going to take a lot of work because I I don't ever want to put out a project that doesn't say okay at the end of listening to these 10 tracks what have you learned about me what have you experienced about me can't just be some random songs that I put together okay a couple love songs a couple a couple um social you know songs like it really has to be something that i sit and think about so you know in looking back like years from this 
you know, it could probably be like, yo, did you remember when she released the, the life of Leela? And then she come back and she released, yo, Leela life continue. Or, you know, it just really has to be a story that's properly organized. So, you know, I'm, you know, thinking about that right now. But I should, as soon as Protégé comes off tour, we should be going back in studio. Because trust me, if I, if I'm in studio every night, then for sure, you know, probably 10, 10 albums are done. But, you know, at the rate of at how I record, I don't, I'm not in studio all the time, which personally I don't mind. I don't think I need to be in studio all the time. Like, I feel like a lot of artists, especially when they're, you know, probably in their prime or whatever, they kind of leave out the living of the life aspect. So you're spending a lot of your time just digging, digging, like stressing out your, your, your creativity and your, your, your energy and inspir- digging for inspiration when... I just feel like it should really be you just continue living life like you always do just understand that you have more things to do with your days now but still try and remain grounded and so when I stay away from the studio for a while and I go back and I hear back my voice for the first time in studio it's like yo I don't want to stop singing so you know (laughs) but to answer your question we might have an EP before the end of the year (laughs) excellent i think that again it's a great attitude to have and yeah you are so eclectic and as you highlighted all the four tracks have been so different that i i I think you're right i think i mean because some artists release eps to sort of showcase okay well this is what i'm doing now and here's sort of an idea of where i'm going ready for the album but i think you you're kind of doing that already with singles so but whatever it is whether it's an ep or an album i cannot wait because as i said in the introduction i i think you are going to be a, you're already a star um just in you as yourself but I, I think you're going to be a big thing on the music scene and you deserve to be because i mean your story and your talent are absolutely fantastic you have a stunning voice as i said lyrically fire um and mm-hmm. i really i really hope many blessings come to you and many good things come your way Leela, it was such a pleasure to have you on the podcast i really enjoyed chatting to you it's great to have you on thank you so much Thanks so much. It was definitely a pleasure, you know, having this conversation because I've learned so much about myself that I didn't even know, you know, until I answered those questions. So thank you so much for that. I love that. Brilliant. Leela, <laughs> thank you. All right. Take care of yourself. Blessings. I am so humbled when guests say that I really made them think that is probably the best compliment I can have. And how amazing is Leela IK, ladies and gentlemen? She is absolutely fantastic. And here it is, her latest single, which is hopefully going to blow up. It should do. This is Where I'm Coming From. Leela IK, Where I'm Coming From. Thankful for the blessings that are falling on my table. Learning all my lessons, now I'm willing and I'm able to do just what I can. As humble as a lamb, working towards a goal and we give thanks for helping hands. Great friends and spent a life, a length and peace of mind. Good people and good vibes, we give thanks every time. In every single line, even if it no rhyme, I'll go sing redemption songs to the people when I think of where I'm coming from. Looking back at where the journey begun, I really have to say that I'm strong, I'm strong. Life of a queen in a this your concrete jungle Firm in a regime so you 
now go see me stumble Mama say no come out town and mix with dirty bongo See they know me just surprise and summarize and some humble Out of Christiana, yes, my left go look for mine Never sell me school, me cycle down and take my time Do it for the love, so naturally the lights are shine Now me realize it's by design When I look at where I'm coming from Looking back at where the journey began I really have to say that I'm strong, I'm strong All praise is to the most I want And I tell you where I'm coming from Looking back at where the journey began I really have to say that I'm strong, I'm strong And that's it. This very special episode of Top Lung Caged is done. I'd like to thank my fantastic guest, the incredible Leela IK. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Leela IK Jar. As always, behind the scenes, thanks to the love of my life, the gorgeous Nicola Jeffrey. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Nicola C. Jeffrey. My man behind the booth, sound engineer Gav Pause. Follow him on Twitter. It's at Pause with a Z Radio. And my in house singer, it's Ray Star Music. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Ray underscore star 113. Thank you to the Canary for uncaging me. I will see you again very soon. Uncaged.